Hello, and welcome to episode number six of Stride and Saunter. I am one of your hosts, Kip Clark. And my name is Hector Marrero. And today our topic is first impressions. So I felt it would be a good topic because a new school year's beginning, and of course, Hector, myself, and plenty of other students all over the world are meeting new people. They're making first impressions because they didn't know these people before, of course, and reflecting on my life personally, I've had a lot of good and bad first impressions in the past few weeks and thought that it might be an interesting thing to discuss with Hector. So what I'm hoping to get out of this conversation is a sense of of how first impressions operate in our lives, how Hector and I make first impressions, and also how he and I receive first impressions from other people, how much stake we put in first impressions, and how first impressions are important or perhaps not important in the way we socialize with others. So my first question would be, Hector, what kind of a first impression do you think you typically give on other people? Or what do you think about when you make a first impression? That's a great question. And it's it's a great question because I don't usually think about it that often. I wanted to mention that I think first impressions are interesting because at that point we are really trying really hard to show or put our best foot forward and try to show our cutest side, our smartest side, the side that will interest most people. I wonder, I I do wonder how I come off to people on a first impression. How do you think you come off? I I think I come off as... I hope, I hope I come off as curious and as open and wanting to get to know more people. I hope that that openness and desire to have, you know, people around me and to talk to more people shows somehow in my body language. But again, I I think first impressions are very important because they are so precise. They are so precisely curated by us or by the individual trying to, you know, look their best and sound their best. How do you think you come off on your first? It's an interesting question, and I've been thinking about it a lot in these past few weeks because I've been meeting a lot of new people, and I've come to the conclusion that I don't really censor myself when I'm making a first impression. I don't think I put on any sort of social makeup, which might be a good thing, but I've also noticed that it can be very raw and very jarring to a lot of people. I think a first impression is typically something we have an unspoken agreement on as a society that you'll put your best foot forward, like you said, that you will act politely, you'll ask all the right questions, you'll sort of engage in small talk, and I usually don't do that. I show people who I am, that I try and ask big questions, that I also... Exactly, right from the get-go, and I I make a lot of jokes. I, I don't think I shield very many aspects of my personality. I'm not engaging in dark, you know, commentary on, on my deepest fears and things like that that might be too heavy, but I'm not afraid to speak honestly and openly with people, which people could commend, but it's also ruined numerous conversations that I've had, introductory conversations with people, because they don't know how to handle it, and I, I don't fault them for that. I think it's a very uncommon thing and perhaps an uncomfortable thing for people, so I, I don't think I make very many first impressions. I've seen some people that are really fascinated by the way I behave, and they seem to want to get to know me after that. But I've also seen most of my interactions go south. People are not that curious about it because I seem like that weird person who isn't willing to play by the rules of typical social conduct, and that can be off-putting to a lot of people. Do you ever feel like you make an impression that's purposefully not that attractive, not showing your best side, not showing or who you actually are, but you're trying to kind of repel somebody from you? Have you ever felt like you'd need to repel somebody? That's a really good question. I definitely think I have done that before. There have been people that I've met who have given me sort of shaky first impressions that I'm not so keen on, and it's not their fault because we all make first impressions. We've all been nervous, I'm sure, to meet new people. And if I if I detect something in there that seems 
sort of overbearing or maybe crude, which I'm sure is how I can come off. I will. I'll, I'll speak less. I won't. I won't really vocalize who I am or express myself as much because I'm not maybe interested to get to know that person, which is hypocritical of me because I just said that that I've made mistakes in first impressions mm-hmm. before. But I think there is a, a social defense mechanism <clears throat> that comes into play where we we detect what we think a person's all about and how they operate, and we we avoid certain characteristics that we don't think would be very compatible. So one of the first questions I wanted to ask is how you think first impressions differ based on environment, surroundings, and location. Do you think that affects how we interact with people, how our first impression is made yeah. on a stranger? Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting point. The first thing I think about when I think about different locations and whatnot is, you know, the typical networking party where a lot of people are wearing very nice suits or dresses. Everybody is working in some sort of business. And you and me would be the college students who are trying to show off our skills or whatever it is that we have that, you know, we want to work for. So I think in environments like that, I am purposely talking myself up. I remember one time I met somebody and I was very shy. I was very meek, I think. I was very shy. And the person who had actually taken me to meet this man, she told me, you have to sell yourself. You have to go up to these people and you have to sell yourself. And I didn't really know that. I didn't understand that. This was high school. I had no idea what she meant. I didn't want to sell myself. I didn't want to talk myself up. But I do understand now that when you have these people, you know, let's say some person works for some company and he's going from school to school, you do have to, at that moment, when meeting this person, you have to say, hey, this is what I can do. This is who I am. This is what my plan is because you're only going to be talking to me for five minutes and I want to stay planted, stamped in your brain. I want you to remember this face. Yeah, sometimes a first impression is going to be your last impression with a business associate or someone else that's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's see, any other any other environments, I suppose if it's a family gathering, sometimes you have a, you know, a boyfriend, a new boyfriend in the family or a new guy in the family. Again, I think in that point it's more comfortable because you have your family around you so you're being closer to your true self but at the same time there are these I don't know how to describe it it's almost like you have little levels you have an equalizer an internal equalizer and there are certain things you want to raise up for example oh here you know let me show you this side of my personality let me show you this part of myself oh you work this you do this let me tell you about my own knowledge about this and I think in the end all these first impressions are really just trying to create connections and create momentum in a conversation almost. Does that make sense to you? Or Absolutely. Does, does, that, does that sound right? Yeah, totally. I think some of us keep track of that equalizer and, and pay attention to certain qualities that we want to amplify, others maybe that we want to mute a little bit. It's interesting you talk about family gatherings. I, I think family gatherings are a very interesting environment. There are certain family members that I behave differently around because I guess we're, we're very different in a generational sense. The way I behave, the the jokes that I tell or, or the things that I want to talk about are maybe a bit too blunt and, and open for, for certain family members, which I respect because we all come from different backgrounds. But family gatherings are very interesting. I think often, especially that you talk about, you know, maybe a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or someone that's important to you that you're introducing to a family, you definitely want to, to put everyone's best foot forward. You want to make a good first impression as a group, which is interesting. That's funny. If you are the one bringing the boyfriend or girlfriend in, you are kind of worried because you want everybody to, you know, make a... That's a good point. Everybody has to make a first good first impression mm-hmm. with one another. Yes. Yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> definitely. I also think that group environments like the dining hall here at Kenyon mm-hmm. or, or other really large settings with a lot of people, you don't get that intimate time. If you want to make a first impression, somehow you have to engage 
a lot of people at once or or hope that you can get one-on-one time with a person, but it's difficult. I, I usually don't like meeting people at parties or other large social gatherings because you're not getting them sort of by themselves. You're getting the group. You're getting how they behave when it involves other people, and I think that's really interesting because I'd prefer to get to know you as an element, not as sort of a piece of a molecule, if that makes sense. I also wanted to ask how you think first impressions are altered based on power dynamics. How do you think the relationship between people, if you know someone's more more important, let's say, in a business sense or, or older than you, because <clears throat> you talked about that, that selling yourself to someone that you might work for when you're networking, how do you think that power plays out in first impressions? Well, I think it shows in a lot of funny ways, and I think individuals can be more or less conscious of it. For example, there are all these little things that are talked about. For example, body posture. How does somebody respond to different body postures? For example, if you have your back is, isn't that straight, and you kind of lean forward a little bit, you might not notice that on a day-to-day basis, but maybe somebody else does. But also, another thing about power dynamics is that I wanted to mention this earlier, but another first impression you can make is not necessarily in a, oh, let's, you know, people are introducing themselves to one another, but it can be, for example, somebody's performing a a show. They can be a singer or a comedian or an actor. And so the first impression is, it's interesting because here the person on the stage is clearly taking a role they're they're putting on this mask that you know socially acceptable mask yeah, I but like the, that. you know it's it is a performance but the first impression is being brought upon to this audience of you know however many people and if it's a bigger artist or if you are well known to some people the first impression is going to be almost one way it's going to be the audience wanting to meet the performer wanting to meet the speaker wanting to meet the comedian etc cetera, etc cetera, which i think is really fascinating because then it's almost a a wave instead of this you know equal pull of two people it's this wave of people trying to put their best foot forward and trying to show their best face definitely and the power dynamic there to connect the two is an interesting one and very complex because you've got the actor or the singer whoever's performing the performer Mm -hmm. on stage who is arguably very vulnerable but at the same time if a performer is doing his or her job right does not seem that vulnerable is is carrying him or herself with confidence with, mm-hmm. with poise and they appear to know what they're doing and it's very interesting because I'm sure a lot of performers feel vulnerable <clears throat> like they don't know what they're doing or they're scared of the audience anticipation or reaction but the audience does not feel like they're the powerful ones and it's very interesting and yeah you definitely you see one side of that person you see oh hey he or she's really good at singing or acting and that's what you think of them before you've ever met them you know a talent of theirs but not their personality. And it's very fascinating to me to see how that affects how we we want to get to know people because maybe you want to get to know them because they gave a great performance, but maybe they hate performing. Maybe that's not a part of their personality that they like to discuss or bring out often. And you want to get to know the actor who does not really want to be the actor. And I just, I think it's an interesting duality. I'm really glad you brought up performers. I think it's something I've thought about. And I also wanted to to just bring, I just want to bring this up. I don't really want, think we have time to delve in it too deeply, but when you have these extreme examples, for example, you have Beyonce or Justin Bieber, that they're so well known worldwide, these people are known, that crowds become just screaming cacophonies it just becomes these masses of voices nobody is really saying hey look at me because nobody can be seen it's a whole mass so this first impression just it's completely removed there is no first impression to be made 
because you are just this mass. But I think that's that's a topic that you know probably can be spoken on all on its own. So <laughs> we can probably pass that over. Well, well, one thing that I'm thinking of when you talk about the screaming cacophony is the environment in a sense of of the individual. How was that person's day going before they met you? Because I will say, many first impressions I've made that I think have been positive have been entirely dependent on how that person was feeling, typically that they weren't doing so hot, that they were feeling sort of down, mm-hmm. and I came in with my wacky jokes or whatever and, and maybe cheered them up or at least made them sort of smirk a bit. And I think it's interesting because if they weren't having a bad day, some kid coming in telling jokes isn't going to do much, mm-hmm. or it might not, and I feel like I've been perhaps dependent on people not feeling so hot, which is rather unfortunate. I'd like to think that I could make a good first impression without people feeling bummed out, but I'm curious to know, what do you think have been some of your best impressions on people? My best impressions on people? Wow, now that's a very difficult question. Goodness gracious me, oh my. Best impressions. Could you could you give me an example of one, one particular time that you think you made a great impression? Yeah, someone that I met here at Kenyon actually was having not the best year. A lot of her friends uh, of previous years had left, so she was sort of sad about that. Understandably so. I think we've all gone through it at, at college. You you lose the, the people that graduate before you. And so she, I think, was especially susceptible to someone who's maybe energetic or, or looking to, to socialize. And I think that's one of the reasons that she and I got along because I filled a certain role or was able to provide a certain social sustenance for her. And I think that it's perhaps why she and I have a good relationship because we get along in that sense and I'm more than happy to, to cheer people up or, or be that source of positive energy, which isn't always true. I'm not claiming to always be positive, but it is something I like to be when I when I feel up to the task. So I think that's one of the best impressions I've made on someone because I didn't know that she wasn't having a great time. I didn't know their year was, was difficult or perhaps not what she had hoped it would be. It just sort of organically came together. I think that's one of the best impressions I've had in recent memory. While you were saying that, I was thinking about first impressions that are the last impressions, as you mentioned earlier. So to the audience, I'm part of a acapella group at Kenyon called the Kiko Singers. And every year we do a tour in the winter. And one cool thing about that tour is that, you know, we travel through the East Coast, usually around New York, all the way up to Maine. But there are are moments that we, we don't have any gigs. And so we have some free time. So this past January, some of us, we went to Bryant Park in Manhattan. And it was all Christmassy. It was really beautiful. The Christmas tree is up. People are ice skating around the rink. And there are maybe 10 of us. And so one of us brought up the idea of why don't we just sing? Why don't we just sing here in the park? Almost like Carol in the park. And so we had a few songs, you know, that we just we can all just perform. And so we we just sung for a bunch of strangers. And we would sing in a corner of the park and then move. We would shift over to another corner of the park and then keep singing and then shift to another corner. And there are people taking pictures, people, you know, clapping, people stopping, you know, from whatever it was that they've been doing all day and just watching. And so I wonder, I wonder what those people, if if those are, you know, boosting moments for these people, if that makes them feel happy, if that brings them, you know, out of anything, or if it's a continuation of, you know, happiness, if they've been having a joyful day, I hope that that's part of their joy. Or maybe there's somebody out there who is really, <laughs> really hates acapella music <laughs> and thinks, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. You ruined my Christmas. <laughs> It's already January, but you ruined you ruined my next Christmas. But yeah, I, I think 
that's interesting to think about. But I mean, I'm hopeful that in some of those little group songs that we've done that we've made good first impressions, you know, it's almost we're making a good first impression or for these strangers who are seeing our, you know, strange group, this random group from Ohio, which happens to be in Manhattan at this time. It's almost like we're making a group first impression. They're seeing, yeah, they're seeing your best qualities. I think one of the coolest things about this is that even if they never meet you again, you brighten their day and their memory of you is this positive ideally Ideally. brighten their day (laughs) ideally except for that one straggler whose Christmas (laughs) after the fact was ruined but I think yeah it's it's so cool to be able to do that even if you never meet them again because if they saw you and somehow remembered your face maybe on your next tour they'd be like oh yeah that guy was really cool that group did a great job I think it's also important to talk about how first impressions affect us do you think we base too much off of first impressions do you personally take first impressions into account and then I guess we'll talk about myself So I think that we take first impressions into account. Even if we're not consciously thinking of it, we're always going to take the first impression into account. You know, sometimes there's a first impression that's not that memorable. And actually what makes a person memorable is another encounter you have with them. And so the first impression almost flies away into this distant memory. But I think the the first impressions that stick with me the most are the ones that I make that are bad. And I'm embarrassed. I mean, this has never happened to me, but if my pants just fell off while I was meeting somebody and I was really interested in this person, I'd be awfully, awfully um, embarrassed about that. And I would most definitely be thinking about it for days or months afterwards, after the fact. I can't come up with any stories right now about any worst first impressions that I've made that I regretted or thought about often, maybe because I'm actually in denial. <laughs> maybe I'm just, these memories are being suppressed somehow by my own mind. But I think that the first impressions that I remember the most are the ones that are really bad and my own. I don't know. What about what about you? Yeah, I, I personally think we, we totally put first impressions into perspective. Even if we don't want to, it's something that's, that's on our minds because psychologically it it makes a lot of sense. You're you wanna you wanna avoid the negatives. You wanna seek out the positives. Yeah. So it it makes sense that we keep track of the negatives. I will say, and I should have talked about this when we were talking about power dynamics, but I'm just now thinking, my first impressions with teachers or authority figures with whom I know I will be spending a lot of time, I'm often hyper aware of what I'm saying, what I'm doing. As our audience and you know, I I make jokes when I try and sort of please people or or get people to feel more relaxed around me or maybe to, to get to like me because let's be honest we're always trying to win people over yeah i i try and wait until that moment with a professor or a teacher when i can make that joke but there have been teachers with whom jokes have not flown they've gone horribly wrong i remember one very quick anecdote of a teacher in high school who was giving us a history exam and we were writing it and there was an essay portion and about 45 minutes in she said okay it's it's time to, you should be working on your essays right now. And I looked up and said, oh, I should probably start on this test then, huh? And she looked at me and said, what? And it just it didn't fly over. I, bad joke, I suppose. But she she continued to sort of treat me in a weird way for, for a little bit after that because I think she thought I was mocking her or something like that. Yeah. And it's very, I'm aware of that with teachers because they're grading you. You're forced to be vulnerable with these people for a semester, maybe even a year at a time. And it's interesting. And I, I've had great impressions with teachers, I think. And then I've had some more difficult ones because the way you socialize with a teacher or, or a figure in that position isn't quite how you socialize with a friend or someone else. But I wonder if they if they carry those first impressions because they have tons of students every year, every new class they teach. But I wonder if they remember, oh, Kit made that stupid joke about my exam. And I've never really forgiven him for that. Uh, it's It's interesting. 
but first impressions are definitely something we we take into account they definitely they resonate with us and i think the best thing to do is give someone a chance to overwrite their first impression if you made a bad first impression and your pants fell off in front of someone hopefully they have forgiven you and they're willing to talk to you again if not they're probably not worth your time but i think the best thing you can do is recognize that we're all trying to make good first impressions and people should be given the chance to try and make new impressions to amend what they've done in the past yeah absolutely absolutely i think i I, i've most definitely attempted with varying levels of success uh, attempted to amend my first impressions uh especially bad ones. I think, you know, the worst impressions I make are when I find somebody cute or attractive and uh, I tend to stumble vocally (laughs) for the most part. And I I will say something like, I, 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 (laughs) I don't know, I'll say I 15 times in a sentence and never really have a sentence. It's just a a sentence full of stutters. Right. Um, It happens. (laughs) I'd, I'd be fascinated to think of of their side, what they're perceiving of you. Do they think that you're just bad at talking? Are they aware that, that you might find them cute? Do they do they know? Are they are they proud of that? Do they react to what they can detect in you? I'd be curious to know. Yeah, it, and there, there's so many little things that you have to take into account. How, in, how, for example, how focused are they on you at the moment? And are they, you know, thinking about maybe this person has a an impediment? He can't speak that well. Or may, I mean, there are a whole infinity of um, thoughts that can be there's attached num- to whole- you. There's a whole number of reasons that could explain it. Well, I'm saying that there are a whole like number of like or a whole number of ways that people can perceive you after a first impression, um, depending how good or bad it is. You know, there's it's a fascinating thing. It's right. Fascinating. Absolutely. So I think the last piece we're going to touch upon today is how you and I think a good first impression is made. So beginning with you, what do you think if you were advising someone and they had no idea ah. how to socialize? What would you tell them in order to make a first impression good? That's a fascinating fascinating question as well. I suppose I would tell somebody to clear their mind. If they know they're going to go and meet somebody new, clear your mind of all these other things you have to do. Any other responsibilities, any other worries. Try to settle any you know things that you need to settle. That, in the very least, will help you exponentially because you won't have any of those other things on your mind. You will just have the excitement of meeting somebody new. And ideally, if you have this excitement, you will be as close to your true self as you possibly can. You know, as you said, if the person doesn't want to spend time with you after your first impression and you've made a good first impression, they're probably not worth your time. They, you know, maybe they dig other things and there are plenty of other friends to be made in the world. So I would say also don't give up and continue to (laughs) meet more people because I think everybody is really, everybody is inwardly focused. I think everybody's worrying about their own impression on others. And I think the impressions others leave on you are second to the impression that you as the individual are making to others. I think that's just how we are as a species for the most part. I think we are focused uh, inwardly before we're focused outwardly. So I guess, yeah, always remember that everybody's just as shy as you are in a way. Right, definitely. And everybody has their own defense mechanisms too. We all have our ways of hiding parts of ourselves. Very true. um, Of not expressing parts of ourselves. And the best of people usually comes with time. Um, So... Maybe it's the 10th impression that you really find out what composes your best friend, for example. Right. I like what you said about going in with a clear mind, being sort of a blank slate. I think it's a really healthy way to meet someone because you're not focused on the act of meeting that person. You're just talking to someone. I think one piece of advice I would give is to consider a first impression as 
a chapter in a book. You know, the book is going to be your first impression. It's a process. It's not a single interaction. And if it is, no one should be expected to succeed instantaneously. You don't have that much time to prepare for a person because you don't know how they're going to stand or look at you or smile, not smile. You really, you can't prepare for all those factors. And I think if it is someone you're going to get to know or on whom you can make a first impression, you've got time. You're going to make an initial foothold by saying some things to give them an impression of who you are. But I think definitely relaxing, giving yourself time, remembering that you'll have more time to talk to this person, hopefully. And I also think one thing I was going to say is talk about what they want to talk about. Show them that that not only are you willing to get to know them, but that you're fluid. Maybe they want to talk about oil rigs in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, oil rigs are interesting. <laughs> and you know and you know nothing about it, you should ask them. Try and talk to them about what they want to talk about because yeah. people love nothing more than talking to you about what they want to talk about. And I think it's a good way to to show people that. But I would also contradict that if it's not in your personality. Don't don't show things like that. If you really want to talk about what you want to talk about try and find people that that appear to have that eagerness to listen and you'll find them i think a very good thing is being observant i would also say posture as i think you and i talk about a lot eye contact being Mm -hmm. aware of yourself how you might appear but also not being hyper aware of it don't stress about it and i think you know going back to what you said talking about what somebody else is interested in i think it's also important to mention that these days it's so important to be present in a conversation and when you meet somebody to be all there if that makes sense going back to your phone you know you you can be looking at your phone instead of you know conversing with somebody and i think it's important to make sure that your focus and that includes eye contact for example isn't scattered or isn't fragmented but it is this one solid you know block of attention that you're putting on this person because even if you say you don't notice it you notice it subconsciously you you notice how people pay attention to you and if people are paying attention to you and especially on a first impression if you realize that somebody is looking away you know every few seconds or looking at somebody else you as an individual are not going to want to maintain that conversation in fact you're probably going to want to uh, recede away and and uh, escape because you realize that this person isn't that interested or at least in that moment you get the impression that that person's not interested right and some good first impressions come organically i would say the best advice i could give or some of the best advice i think i can give is that you shouldn't look to be making a great first impression if you're sort of gently caught off guard by someone that you didn't think was going to sit with you at the dinner table and you end up talking to them and it goes well there's your first impression if you planned ahead of time to meet this person be on your best behavior and over-focus on it, you might end up coming off that way, that you're high-strong, you know, you're nervous. So I think a big piece is, at least in my opinion, don't try often to meet people. If you really need to, I think it's, it's a good thing to go out and meet people, but sometimes you'll meet people inadvertently, and that can be a beautiful element of human interaction that I'm so grateful for, that it's it's the people you don't expect to meet that can be really, really cool, really close friends. So... That's what I would say. And to our audience, I'd love to know what you guys think. How do you think first impressions are are best delivered? Have you had any embarrassing first impression stories that you'd be willing to share with us? Or any great first impression stories that you think shine fantastically? We'd love to know. Please let us know. And Hector, regarding social media, how can our lovely listeners contact us? Thank you. Um, so you can reach us on Twitter at Stride N Saunter. That's N Saunter, not A-N-D. 
N. You could also visit our website at strideandsaunter.com and visit our Facebook page at Stride and Saunter. I don't know if that one has an at Facebook. I don't know. Use it. I don't believe so. I think it's just look up Stride and Saunter on Facebook and you can also email us at strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And those are our social media plugs. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us comments. Also, if you liked our podcast, please let your friends know. Share it with people around you and see what they might think of our topics. If you didn't like our podcast, which is absolutely fine, acceptable, and to be expected in these early stages as we're figuring things out, leave us a review. Leave us an honest critique that tells us why you didn't like our podcast. We want to make it better for you, and we want to deliver you the best possible conversations that we can provide. So please let us know your thoughts and don't be shy. Yeah. Uh, Amen to that. Thank you. And in closing, as always, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off. And my name is Hector Marrero. Today I'm wearing glasses.